Welcome to the DL Gaming Podcast. I'm Bobby. I'm Nick. I'm Amanda. I am now death. Um, that was a lot. That that <laughs> intro was booming. We we are all over the place with sound. Like when we're warming up to get the show started, Nick is like super quiet, and then all of a sudden he's blowing out our eardrums. Bobby doesn't say a single word, and then he comes in and blows everybody's in eardrums. But hopefully, now that we're getting on the show, everything's nice and level. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. How are you doing? Good. Amanda, welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, I had an amazing birthday in Seattle. I love Seattle. It was a fantastic fucking time. I went to uh, the Modern Pop Art uh, and Culture Museum. They had such awesome shit, like especially in like the fantasy realm. They had like the original Dungeons and Dragons set, and then they had uh, Gimli's axe and his helmet, and uh, Professor McGonagall's like hat as well. And it was just, it was fucking cool. It was that very, very cool. fun. Yeah, I loved Seattle. It was a good time and a good birthday. But yeah, and then I moved. always talk about going to Seattle for like a vacation spot. Like, sell me a little bit. What? What is it? Yeah, what is oh, it that's the appeal? So uh, I feel like Seattle is a really fascinating, like historical kind of place. For starters, like it's gorgeous. Like the the nature there is just beautiful. It's like a uh, archipelago or archipelago. I fuck up that word every time. <laughs> archipelago. Yeah, it's one of those. And there's just fairies everywhere. Um, and it's so cool because all the highways are underneath the city. So when you drive through the highways, you're driving underneath the city and seeing these little pockets where you just see high rises. And mm. there's just, like I said, there's such a cool like history to it. And I just feel like Seattle is so like, it's got the West coast where people are chill with weed. Um, but it's got like an East coast intensity almost. So it's just kind of mm. nuts. Like people, um, People will call you out on shit. And like, I remember the last time I went to Seattle, I watched these two people in a parking lot be like, fuck you. And they're just screaming. And I really thought they were going to fight. And then they hugged and they're like, I fucking miss you, bro. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) and so I love it. They're just, they're savage out there. And it's great though. It's really cool. And the seafood is fucking amazing. Like the halibut's really good. And salmon is delicious out there too. And so um, I don't know. Every time I go out to Seattle, I have an incredible time. Like I said, I love the hiking that's out there because it's really beautiful, especially with the, um, the mountains and all of the evergreens and the ocean. It's just it's a cool place. It's a place. I don't know. It's an underrated place, I think. Although they living there would probably argue that it's overrated and way too fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. And the weather definitely can be shitty. But I feel like every time I've gone, I it's bring nice. the good weather. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> And then I leave, uh, and it goes to shit. <laughs> Sam's been asking, bugging me to go. So, uh, yeah, I'll probably take it on her birthday. You should. The uh, sushi is the best that I've ever had, and you know I eat good sushi. It is. I the know you best. do. It's the best. Yeah. Stay in like the Chinatown International District. That shit is dope. Cool. Hmm. Um, video games, y'all. Yeah, let's talk about them. Video games and one movie. Uh, I was going to see if anyone watched the uh, the Dungeons and Dragons movie yet. No, but I am. I prob- I have not been this shocked about reviews in a long time. You know, uh, when somebody usually gets a hold of an IP and then you throw like Chris Pine in it, and you just like, you know, here you go. And I don't, I don't know. I did not expect it to do well, and it's doing very well. So um, just right now, I was like, oh, maybe I should take the fam. It's a it's definitely a family movie in the sense of like, there's nothing too crazy in it. You don't have to know D and D to watch it. 
Um, one thing I will say is like, this is the first fun movie I've watched in a long time. It's not trying to be too serious. It's not trying to be too jokey. Um, it's not trying to like pay it play to too many tropes. Um, it's just good old fashioned D and D fun. Now like, there's a bunch of name dropping, but do you need to understand the name dropping to enjoy the movie? Not at all. Um, it's just, like I said, it gives me like the mummy vibes from like mm, 1999. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like that kind of fun, you know, where it's just like serious, fun, serious, fun, 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 yeah, serious. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's very stop and go, but it also has really good pacing. So, um, mm. it, it ends with a message that kind of like every D and D group has that, you know, plays and has been playing for a long time. Um, but it's, it's very good. I, I, I would say take your family to watch it. I, there's this weird thing in the beginning that I think was for 3d where it was kind of like the MGM logo, but it was a dragon instead. Um, so maybe even see it in three in 3d. Um, there was mm-hmm. a bunch of like magical effects in the movie and you can tell like, you know, angles that they were filming at so that it would appear in 3d. Um, so yeah, check it out. I bet you there's a, uh, I bet you there's a 3d, uh, like fan page and they probably rate every movie for its 3dness. Um, I bet you it's out there, right? Christian, I bet somebody could find it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, sorry. I'm totally not eating chicken wings. Doing <laughs> some fries and fucking chicken fingers. How come when we're we're like uh, trying to dial in uh, time for the podcast, you're not like, no, I'm eating right then, ever. But it's just I mean? the time that I eat is just dependent on when the podcast is. So. Oh, I see. So we're <laughs> yeah. fucked no matter what it's like, we do. It's like I'm hitting record now, and the chicken goes in my mouth. Just have your traditional wife feed you uh, your mouth so your hands are uh, free. <laughs> I didn't see Dungeons and Dragons, but I did go see John Wick 4, and there was a trailer Ooh. for Dungeons and Dragons um, before I saw the movie. And it caught me off guard because it was the first time that I had seen a trailer with a narrator in it in a very long time. Mm. Now, the narrator was just reading off poll poll quotes you know like the the best movie to see this year you know stuff like that but still it was like jarring to hear a narrator in a in a in a trailer that they haven't done that since like the early 2000s um it's just, I, I would i did want to bring up john wick four though because there is a sequence in that movie that is straight up hotline miami like right out of a video game i mean they've just gone i don't know if you guys have been keeping up with that franchise but they've just pretty much gone over the deep end on uh let's not get too weighed down by the plot the plot's just basically excuses for him to run around and shoot people (laughs) and there's a part and it's pretty close to the end but the camera starts to lift up and i'm like oh that's a really high angle that looks really cool and then it keeps going up until it becomes like an eagle eye view like a bird's eye view just straight down and then it continues for about a minute and a half he's just running through rooms and he's got this incendiary incendiary shotgun that he's blowing people away. damn and it looks incredible like it's a great shot they do a, a second one like that too but i was just like wow they're really playing into the video game turns into and, hotline miami yeah i am um, i can't I really hope that that movie, I like that movie series, obviously keeps going. But I do hope that they make the tie-ins that people have been suggesting and saying are tie-ins. Um, have you seen that movie, Nobody? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, people are saying like that's in the John Wick universe, and there's a bunch of other things that are in the John Wick universe, like as far as like movies go. And there's supposed to be like an actual directed 
John Wick spinoff for one of the female characters. So um, hmm. I, I think it's fun. I think, you know, it's just straight action all the time. No one needs, you know, the world is going to end if yeah. fucking Ultron gets the <laughs> well, crystal the of Djibouti. Like, the movie's almost three hours long. And I swear to God, John Wick has like five lines. Like he barely even talks in it. Maybe a little bit at the beginning. but And, and when he does talk, it's like one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you just kicked like, my dog. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even bother with any of that stuff, but it's wow. it, it's great. I enjoy those. I mean, it wasn't as good as three, but three was just like, damn, almost a masterpiece. But uh, Bobby, but you, Bobby, you're saying that now is when they're abandoning the plot. The first one was about they, they took his dog, and then he no, killed the first him. one. They tried, bro. That's a lot of plot. Come on, yeah. <laughs> the first one they had. Let me like, take Jocko and see what you do. They Nothing. tried to develop character and like have motivations and all that stuff. This one's just like, no, he just kills a bunch of people. That's what he does. <laughs> and uh, yeah. what, they, what they do is like, he's fighting the Albanian mafia this time. You know, it's like something like that. It's like instead of the Russian mafia. Mm. He goes, it's turning into like a, a more action heavy James Bond at this point. Like he's globe trotting and murdering in all parts of the world. A lot of, a lot of this took place in, uh, in Paris too, which was cool, but oh, yeah, he, he gets around. See any familiar places, Bobby? Uh, I mean, there's the Eiffel tower. It was oh. like the Triumph. There's, it's all in there, man. Like, all right. Uh, can't miss those. Places. It's all in there. There's no, no deception whatsoever. And, uh, yeah. you know, moving in, this is a, we're not trying to deceive you. This is a video game podcast. And so we'll move right into on the radar, which are games that have come to our attention, but we have not played a lot of it or haven't played it, but it looks cool. So we're going to cover it. Um, I'm going to start with deceive incorporated or deceive Inc. Uh, this game is a multiplayer game where everybody is basically a spy and they're hiding. You can disguise yourself as anyone. You can deploy high-tech gadgets and you are trying to neutralize and kill the competition. There are, I think, I want to say it's four teams of three, but it is team versus team versus team uh, doing all of this. And so this game was released on March 21st, 2023. It's 20 bucks and they kind of call it like an action shooter sandbox, but it definitely looks, it, it honestly reminds me a lot of the finals that I just watched, <laughs> but more of like a spy, you're going undercover and like among us kind of elements in there where you're tricking other people. Um, so it seems really, really fun and just like a, such a cool uh, online like PVP and online co-op kind of game. It's taking like uh, Among Us to like next level, right? Like more, more to it. Yeah, I feel like in a way it's almost like Among Us in the finals because it is like a shooter game. You are running around and, and shooting people, and you're setting up these kind of traps where you can um, kind of dissolve somebody's disguise and be able to find them that way or kind of trick them, you know. Which I think is a really cool element, and that's where it's a lot like Among Us. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It seems it seems pretty interesting. Um, the graphics seem okay um i want to see this actually like be played by people we know because i feel like whenever you see these trailers for these new games like these new ips and they all kind of have the same kind of animation style where it's like we want to work on our character design and we do but we'll just like let unreal 5 do all the shading for us and everything um they have like a cartoonish pixar kind of look to them um but if we actually get some like DLG community members to play this and give us some feedback, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be really cool. I will say that this was um, 
well, it's published by Tripwire, which does Killing Floor, but that doesn't matter. The developer matters, which they just, yeah, they've just made Deceive Inc. And then they've made uh, Coffins, I think is that game. Hmm. I don't know. It looks like it's a fast, it's like a fighting game and twin stick shooter. It's interesting, but yeah. So that is uh, Deceive Inc. Check it out. Interesting. What's Dredge Amelia? That also starts with a D. <laughs> uh, dredge is a um, I don't know how to explain it. Um, it's I don't. It doesn't fall into any genres that I know. I guess it's kind of a mystery puzzle game. I guess um, with fishing. So you are a little guy in a little boat, and um, you are ultimately trying to dredge. Um, if you don't know what that means, it means like unearthing things at the bottom of a watery uh, area. And so with like hooks and, and, uh, and nets and stuff. So you don't have the equipment to do this. Um, some, some rich person is trying to get some artifacts out of the sea and hired you to do it, but you don't have the equipment for it. So you go out and you get uh fish and um, just a little fishing game that you play um, kind of like, you know, one of those timed ones, um, People say it's kind of fun. I'm seeing nothing but good reviews for this, by the way. And uh, the real game with the fishing comes in with the storage system. You know, you kind of have this like Dia or Diablo esque, like the squares, Tetris, Tetris yeah. as yeah. And you try to like fit the fish. Some fish are like L shaped, and some fish are square shaped, <laughs> and all that. And then you have to make sure you make it back to a salesperson, a monger, I guess, a fishmonger, um, that's going to buy all your wares. Uh, you got to get there before the fish rots, and or nighttime comes because nighttime is um, Lovecraftian. Like all kinds of weird shit starts coming out of the water. Weird, scary shit. Tentacles eyeballs ghost ships mirror image of ships like a bunch of weird stuff starts happening so you don't want to be on the i don't think you want to be on the sea that's at night. sick though yeah it's pretty that's cool really cool and um so as you go by uh, the story is about 10 to 15 hours and um uh i've also heard that people finish the story part of it and continue to play it just because it's so much fun and there's so the side quests are very involved and like long form so you might just want to go down a quest route just to see how it it turns out even though it has nothing to do with the main quest or or very little to do with the main quest so i think in that way uh the witcher uh, comes to mind The Witcher Three and how they do their side quests, how big they and epic the side quests are. And this is um, for a fishing game. This yeah? is a fishing game, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that's um, dope. yeah, I think it's doing really well out there. It's overwhelmingly positive. Seventeen hundred reviews on Steam. It's twenty five dollars uh, US. Um, I don't know what else to say with it to say about it. Um, I, I like the art. I think it's uh, it's quaint. It's nice. It does what it needs to do. It almost kind of reminds um, me of Breath of Wild, like the art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the graphics. Pastelli. I don't know what to call it. Just kind of like. Pastel uh, cubic. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Or geometric. Coined. We coined shit around here. <laughs> <laughs> it's vampire survivor like. I am done talking now. Would somebody else like to talk? Wow. That that uh, transition <laughs> is going to give me some fucking vertigo, dude. And speaking of that, Vertigo oh! 2. Uh, 
Yeah, so <laughs> did that. <laughs> so, you guys hear that? Right. That was the that was the sound of Chris offing himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, all right. Let's get serious now. So, Vertical Two is a single player VR adventure. You're kind of going to the depths of a quantum reactor and shooting and killing stuff. This looks like it's a mix of a shooter in a very cool sci-fi setting that you're going deeper in. They have a download right now. I definitely want to play it. Uh, I have not, though, but I do plan on playing it, so maybe in the next uh, episode I'll be able to talk about it, because it's $30, and that's a bit steep, but this game looks really and fully fleshed out. It just came out March 30th, um, and it looks like it's a really good shooter that is going to be done in a really kind of wild um, sci-fi way. You know, it, it looks gorgeous and the graphics look cool. At least from the videos I've been seeing, it looks like the combat and everything is pretty fluid and moves well. And so, I mean, I'm excited. This looks pretty damn cool because you're just trying to get out of this quantum reactor and try and finish your journey to get home. And mm. so it looks pretty dope. They have it built from ground up just for VR so it should run really well in VR then and they have these massive range of environments that they're saying I've never played Vertigo 1 so I can't compare but <laughs> this looks pretty cool um, yeah and so I don't know it looks it looks really neat they say that they've got fully voiced characters which is going to be always nice um, and that there's like intense boss fights and stuff which is cool they have 18 chapters for this campaign Whoa. So that's a lot of content. I do not like that whale that just came up. Yeah, that was huge. Um, I, I'm getting some Valve vibes here. I get a little bit of Portal here. I get a little bit of uh, Half Life Two. And if it's in, you know, if it's in uh, three I'm VR, almost, why not? Yeah, and I'm almost getting some like Bioshock vibes too with it. But it, it's, it's you VR cool. people who play VR. Disgusting. If you're scared of something in real life, like big whales or open bodies of water or even something like heights, I guess, but that one seems a little bit more typical. Um, do you think experiencing that in VR helps you get over it or it just scares the shit out of you mm. and makes you even more scared of like a real situation if you were uh, on an open body of water? Because when I saw that whale, I was like, I do not want to experience that in real life. I do not want to play this game, like not one bit. That's a great question. I like feel... spiders with you, maybe in VR. Oh yeah, that's a good question. Uh, or <laughs> or even like with phasmophobia, being scared of that stuff. That's a good point. I feel like it's one of those things where it just kind of depends on your level of anxiety about it, right? Like if it's one of those fears where like you could never overcome it, it freaks you the fuck out. There's no way of overcoming that. Then yeah, then it's just you're just gonna be freaking out every time that you do it. But I feel like if, like, say it's a thing of heights, right? And it's something that, like, you could work on that might get better with the more times that you put yourself up there, then that might actually be really good and helpful. Because I think of, like, I have anxiety and kind of a fear of driving, and that helps dealing with it more. Same with spiders. If I see more spiders, it kind of helps me get over spiders. But then there are just, like, some things where it's like, no, I will not get over that. <laughs> so, like, a VR simulator of it, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's. I'd be curious to hear if any listeners have overcome a fear of theirs through VR. That would be great. I wonder that if there's be, like been uh, any VR therapy. Sorry, Nick, what were you saying? No, I, yeah, I was about to say the same thing. Um, I know that VR is being used to help people learn languages, but that's about it. 
Um, it's called exposure therapy, and they've been using it for like years and years. You know, when you're scared of something, they will present you with like a little tiny bit of it, and you know, whatever, like by venom, um, you'll build up an immunity to it eventually is the idea. Even if they have to like start off with a picture of an elevator, mm. if that's how you know bad it is. So I think VR is perfect for exposure therapy. I mean, it's, you know, you can start at one inch off the ground and just keep going from there or whatever it is, height, spiders. Um, I personally am not afraid of a lot of, not, not to be a tough guy, there's not a lot of things that are scared, but scary. I mean, unless you could put like taxes in VR or like my own mortality. Death and taxes um, right yeah, there. That yeah, is yeah. a game. Death and taxes. Don't play it. Also, yeah, too, but, also too, why don't we but, play some amnesia, Emilio? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. I'm yeah, not scared of so anything. I, I was about to say, I'm not scared of like a thing, but the unknown, I guess, is what I'm scared of. So that I don't know. I'm such a pussy when it comes to games. The only thing yeah. this guy's scared of is losing an arm wrestle. <laughs> That's true. When that happens, That's it's true. all downhill. Well, we can do some exposure uh, therapy with that on VR, Emilio. <laughs> Just let me find out. <laughs> Jeez. Um, speaking of exposure therapy, uh, this has nothing to do with that, but what it does have to do with is uh, Medieval 3, uh, Total War. Um, so everyone's been talking about Total War Warhammer for so long because it's the number one money-making Total War game of all time. It's honestly the best one of all time. Fuck you, uh, Total War fans who think anyone else, anything else is better. I hate you. Go fall in a pit. Um, wow. But... Uh, a lot of people have been wondering what the next Total War game is going to be um, because Total War 3 came out, and that's the last Total War Warhammer game. And so it's been heavily debated that the next um, Total War game is going to be a historical one, whether or not it be like a Napoleonic era one where it involves you know muskets and cavalry charges and artillery and stuff. Um, that is the boat I'm on, and I, I really hope is the case, only because there's so many assets that can be used in the Warhammer game in real life assets with cannons and things like that. Um, obviously, they're going to use the same engine and all that kind of stuff, so if you already have the tools, why not fucking make the game? Um, but the thing that everyone's talking right now is Medieval 3. Um, that's the front runner for everybody else and their mom at this point for the historical um, title that people want. For Total War. Um, Medieval is arguably the best non-fantasy uh, Total War, in my opinion. And the reason why people think this and why people are talking about Total War on Twitter and a bunch of other places is that a really well-known um, medieval warfare um, enthusiast and, like, um, not even enthusiast, I think he has like a couple degrees um, regarding the, the topic, was film mo-capping. Uh, was, you know, had pictures of him being mocapped, uh, riding like a horse and, you know, demonstrating how to fight, um, for medieval combat and stuff like that. And he said, you know, I'm working with Creative Assembly, who's the publisher of, uh, the Total War, se Total War series. So it's going to be pretty interesting, um, if that's the case. Um, I really hope my, my dream situation for this is that we get a combination of Total War, um, medieval and Total War Napoleon. Um, and the reason, the reason I say that is like, imagine a total war game where there's actual, like 
years passing by and being able to advance in technology, not in the sense of like, oh, we hit the arrows, but now we have flaming arrows, you know, and shit like that. If you could actually get to the point where you're fighting with medieval units to all the way to like line infantry, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, medieval. I have a whole, I have so many hours in medieval. I have maybe a whole childhood, like uh, 2000 hours. Of- <laughs> one, one childhood. Yeah. I have one, <laughs> one Northern Albertan childhood in uh, medieval two total war. And, um, I'm so hyped for this. I love all the little tidbits uh, that people have gathered. And if it is Medieval 3, I'm going to lose my shit. Um, what was really cool about Medieval 2 is that it did kind of do what Nick was uh, was saying. Uh, it went from like the uh, 1099 all the way to like the colonial era. It didn't do a good job of like simulating that really well. Like the late game was always super weird. But um, yeah. if we did have a better job of it, that'd be fucking awesome. Super psyched. Well, they have a bunch of money now, right? From the the other series, brought in a bunch of money, so I would imagine that the quality is just going to go up from there. Um, talking about fantasy, or would you call it a perfect situation or whatever? Imagine being a super nerd for the medieval, right? And then somebody was like, "Hey, can you come teach us everything you know about like hey, old grand wizard?" Yeah. He, pro- he probably ra- rode in on a real horse. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. In knight like, armor. I'm ready let me to show you bitches. Let's get medieval, you motherfucker. We're making a humble, but but a humble game, sir. <laughs> <Would you? laughs> oh, That's awesome. Cool. But yeah, no. Yeah, people have been talking about it. It's in the works. Works. People are expecting an announcement for the next historical Total War series in like the next couple months. So keep an ear out. Keep your eyes out. So, hey, in real battles, uh, so there were bannermen, like literal bannermen that carried the flags, right? Did, did yes. they also have swords? I hope they had something. Um, some of them did. Some of them, their banner actually had a spear at the end. Some of them had. Um, on the banner, like a spear pommel, so they could flip it around and use that as a spear. Um, it was also kind of like a, in some cases, and later on in the in history, it was kind of like, hey, don't shoot the guy playing the trumpet in the Revolutionary War kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But he was wearing the opposite uniform. You still got to shoot him. That's the way it is. So. <laughs> it's true. All right. Yeah. Uh, where are we at? All right, I got one game, Filthy Animals Heist Simulator. This game looks like it might be overcooked, but a heist game? I don't know. The Steam page keeps using the term chaotic and chaos, so I'm assuming that it's supposed to be a little hectic and maybe a little fumblecore, but I can't really tell just from the videos and screenshots. So this is a co-op game, top-down, one to four players, And you play as different animals trying to pull off a heist. You use bazookas and weapons and all sorts of stuff to blow things up, steal things. Um, And it doesn't come out – well, it comes out on April 4th. It's going to be out uh, pretty soon here. Um, I don't know. This one could go either way for me because I love Monaco. Monaco is one of those games that I just – I really enjoyed, but I found it hard to play just because of the graphics and it was kind of difficult to – understand what was going on sometimes but i thought aside from that it was a very well uh developed game or very well designed um and heist games like a heist is just a perfect setting for a video game because you've got people who do different things 
you know, it's role-based gameplay, role-based co-op, which is what I love. Everybody's got their own job. They have to do it well to support the team as a whole. Um, I don't know if this really has that though. Like the characters have their own special abilities, but they, it looks like everybody's just going in and blowing everything up. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it's really, maybe I'll have to keep waiting for Monaco too, whenever that comes out. But I, I don't know if it's a very cerebral game. This looks goddamn hilarious, dude. It looks so good, dude. But <laughs> it looks yeah, I'm, goofy. I'm almost, I'm almost positive it's a fumble core game, Bobby. And I think the closest thing it would be to is, um, like uh, humans fall flat, it looks like. But it's great that, like, okay, so I love these kind of games. I love, you know, the jelly physics and all this stuff and trying to grab things. And I think it's hilarious, man. Not, no game makes me laugh till I'm crying more than these games. But <laughs> I've never, humans fall flat does have um, an objective sometimes, but it's usually get from A to B. Yeah, it's literally just get on this platform. Yeah, like get but, up this ladder. Mm hmm. But if you expand on that and you, you say, like, go get the loot and don't get caught and don't blow yourself up, I mean, but then accidentally blow yourself up, that sounds so good. Um, I guess this comes out in two days. So, ooh, I, I don't know. This seems like a game night game through and through. Ooh, well, I hope that. it's on Game Pass because, yeah, I, but it does. Uh, I, I can see the like the overcooked ness of it like overcooking yeah. human falls flat i don't know this game looks fucking yeah. goofy well the reason that i i say fumble core <laughs> is because when the characters walk around they have that wobbliness to them yeah yeah like uh, they're similar flat. to um uh, gang beasts like gang yeah. beasts the characters just look ridiculous when they're trying to move around and that's what they look like in this game as well but it doesn't have um it's not what what's it called procedurally generated it has like a set I think 18 maps that you play through and, and that's it. Um, so sometimes that's good because the, the maps are designed and well thought out and, um, you know, that, that usually has a lot more, uh, care and thought that went into it. Um, so they work better, but then the problem is once you've beat it once it's, you can't really play it again, you know? Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a uh, role based. It's just like whoever's around, you know, we need another guy. Get another guy. Who is it? It's a chicken. Yeah. Bro, uh, I dibs Elliot Moose. That guy's got it going. Look at him. <laughs> I want to be the cock with it. the shotgun for sure. Yeah. Look at him. Yeah. You guys have to fight for the cock. You got your <laughs> cock fight. Come on. <laughs> oh, it's going down. Yeah. <laughs> No, this looks great, man. I hope they really pull it off. Um, I'm thinking like 15, 20 bucks. Um, hopefully it's not more than that if it's not on Game Pass. Yeah. Hopefully it's on Game Pass, but. Hopefully it works. You know, it's funny because these games that are like ambiguous with the controls, a lot of the time still just let you slide when it's actually broken because you can't tell the difference a lot of the time. It's that so, fumble uh, core shit. Yeah. yeah they're like, oh, we're yeah. just goofy. It's part of the yeah, game. We're just man. Goofy. We're just so goofy. It's not that we don't know how to program. It's just, yeah. it's tiny. It's just like a small, small setback. That's all it is. And speaking of small, I'm going to go right into small land, survive the wilds, which is my last game Damn. that I have on there, <laughs> um, on the radar. And this is, this was recommended, um, on our, on the radar, uh, channel in discord. And if you want to recommend something, you can find us on dlgaming.net and you can find the link to our discord and, you can post stuff yourself. Um, I am blanking, however, who recommended this. It wasn't to me, in it. But 
It was what? in it was in the stupid nerd circle Discord. I mean, oh my god! Oh shit! I'm such an asshole. Jesus <laughs> well, Christ! Well, this was this was <laughs> recommended anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Good plug though. I like. Um, yeah, I was trying. Yeah, there we go. Uh, that's you know you got to try, but when you're surviving the wilds, which is what we're doing when we're small and in this small land, so it's kind of like a little bit like Ark, but also to. It reminds me of like Ark and Grounded if they were combined. Because Grounded, because you're tiny and you're with your friends and you're basically just dealing with real life creatures that we know, like dragonflies, butterflies, spiders, those kind of things. But this seems to take it to like the level that I wish mm-hmm. Grounded was, which is the whole Ark element of it where you're like building almost like your little encampment and you can tame and ride these animals. Like I saw somebody on like a leopard gecko and I'm here for that or like a grasshopper. That's pretty hilarious to me. Um, so I don't know. It looks cool. It's there's a introductory offer going on on steam right now that ends on April 5th. Uh, and so it's 10% off, which just makes it $22 and 49 cents. Um, and it came out recently, March 29th, but it looks cool. Like it looks like you can put, um, like some sort of bug wings on yourself and go flying around. I mean, it visually looks very pretty. I know the lighting looks good. There's definitely like winter landscapes and forests and um, all kinds of stuff. I'd be curious to see how well the building is. Like, can you make yourself like a really dope ass spot or is it just all a bunch of that shit that you hope a bullfrog doesn't, you know, blast over when he's hip hopping it <laughs> around? I don't know. But it definitely looks pretty fascinating. It's uh, Bobby. You always love the shrunken down <laughs> stuff. Is, is this something you're going to be into? You're, mm-hmm. I think the your looks hate a little for too sur- crafting survival. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. your yeah. hate for survival crafting is going to overwhelm <laughs> your. I like little things. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even play grounded, so I I can't imagine. I think getting into this. This is going to be the next Tuesday survival crafting day for me and my buds. Mm. I, I think friends. Yeah. Tuesdays. Oh, only one or two of them, but you know, we're good. Good pals. Uh, yeah. Tuesday crafting survival day. This is 10 player multiplayer simultaneously, which I've been looking Damn. around. There's not a lot of crafting survival games that can offer that. Uh, um, except for like the big ones like arc or whatever, where you get like a dedicated yeah. server. So should be good. Dude. I'm going to need to get the deets on that in some time and obviously not get my fucking Discord channels uh, streams all mixed up like I just did but uh I'm I'm interested this would be this would be super cool I'd love to shoot some arrows at some hornets because fuck those wasps yeah, so fuck hornets. down yeah. fuck hornets god damn all right god fuck damn fuck you hornets yeah well all right well I guess let's move into highlights of games that we have played I'll kick it off with what I got because it's not too much. So I played a ton of Sea of Thieves this week. I've been really getting into that game. I feel like it's finally happening. I'm, I'm getting into Sea of Thieves. Um, enjoying the hell out of it. I've had good, some man. really good runs. What I figured out is it's a lot better to join a sloop, which is a two-person boat. Uh, you've got a lot better odds of just getting paired up with somebody who's like looking to play for a while and knows what they're doing. Uh, once you go up to like Brigantine or Galleon, like it's it, it's gets very unlikely that you're going to get three or four people all on the same page. But fortunately I was able to team up with some people who knew what they were doing. I've been learning a lot. There's a, a lot to learn in that game. And uh, I've been having some really good and profitable runs. Um, I did buy my own boat, which is something that, that came out like in the last big patch, I believe it was 
less than a year ago. You could buy your own boat. Uh, it saves your cosmetics. You can buy upgrades for it. You get to name it, like all, all this stuff. It's not a it's not a huge deal, but I guess it also opens up some other quests for you as well. And then it also gives you access to this guy who you can sell stuff to. Uh, they make it very easy for you to sell stuff to. So if you've played Sea of Thieves, you know. One of the biggest pains in the asses in this game is turning stuff in. You get, you go around, you get all these chests, all this loot, and then you'll spend like 20, 30 minutes just running it in, like grabbing it off the boat, running it over there. Because you, you can only do one at a time, and you could have like 30 of these things. And it, it's not very close, and they all have to go to different people. It's a real pain. Um, but this new person they put in the game, uh, you can run up on this tower, harpoon all your stuff right to it, lower it down to uh, the person where you can turn all of it into and get it done in real quick. It cuts the time of turning things in down to like, uh, like a fifth of, of the amount of time, maybe like five minutes compared to like 20 or 25. But I, I don't know if you haven't played the game, you don't know what I'm talking about, but just think of world of Warcraft. When you complete a quest, then you have to go turn it in. Now imagine having to do that for every single thing that you collect. Like it just, it's a weird part of the game. Like it really slows down the pace of it, but I, I don't know. That's just sea of thieves, I guess. Like you're, you're in the world. You're there to like spend some time. And guys, um, but sorry, I just quick interruption. The greatest thing about this game isn't what Bobby just said. The greatest thing is, <clears throat> God damn, what's happening with my voice? Uh, March 31st, 2023, Bobby, Robert Digital wrote to me, you should play some Sea of Thieves with me. I'm starting to get good at this game. I don't know if anyone else has had this happen to them. I was floored. <laughs> I was shocked. I was, I had to double, I had to do a double take. I had to send a GIF. I didn't even know what to say. So, yeah. Wow. Well, it's a great game to play with other people because when you play with randos, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, and you don't know how long they're really going to commit to it. And a lot of the stuff in this game takes forever. What I've been doing lately, I've been doing a lot of tall tales, which I, I feel weird doing because it's kind of the single player content of this game. It's the story mode, if you will. And it's like, um, it, it's a lot of story, but it's also a, a lot of achievements, which is kind of why I'm doing it. And you unlock some stuff too, but nobody does them. So when I'm playing and like a rando joins my crew, I let them know like, look, man, I'm doing, I'm doing tall tales. I don't know if you want to be a party, be a part of this. And usually they leave pretty quickly or they say, Hey, how about we do this or something else? In fact, I, there's a memorable moment from this game a long time ago. So like I've dipped into seeing Thieve into Sea of Thieves here and there. Like I, I played the game when it first came out. I've kind of seen the evolution of it, but I've never really played for that long. So I have all this um, experience, but it's all kind of scattered over the last, what, five years since the game came out. Um, but one time when I was playing, I, I was attacking another ship. And there's there does seem to be a lot more PvP in this game recently, too. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's just my experience. But I was attacking this other ship, and I had no business attacking them. I had no idea what I was doing. I'm in, like, the beginner ship with no decorations. And these people are obvious. They know what they're doing. And, like, at first they didn't do anything. And you can communicate with everybody in this game, which is hilarious because people are ridiculous in this game and also super trolly. But they said to me, they said... Go do your tall tale because that's what I was working on. <laughs> They're like, get out of here, dude. Go do, very dismissively said, go do your tall tale. What a diss. Like oh I was, God, what a just diss. Like, 
get out of here, old man, before we take your tall tale hip, all right? <laughs> Jeez. So every time I do a tall tale, I'm just like, I feel like, I always think back to that. It's just like, it's like what you would tell a kid when they're bugging you, like, go, go do your tall tale, you know, get, go play with something. <laughs> and and I didn't, of course, I tried to blow them up and then they just killed me. But um, Bobby, yeah. you got any, uh, so you've been, you've been playing a lot like you said, um, mm-hmm. what what's come up this week? Like, got any good stories from this week or whenever? whenever Nothing that exciting. I mean, no. it's a, just it's shooting a... stuff and driving ships. I mean, I, I can't really spin it into a story. Nothing like that crazy. It's a uh, little. It's a little different when you know it. You got to return to the quest giver. All you know, but it's like traveling is where the shit happens, right? That's where yes. the potential for adventure happens. So. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Funny enough, I can't believe you actually chose this this week only because I was, you know, I just browse Reddit every now and then. And there was a post from it where this dude's like, he's driving his little sloop and it's him as like, his, and his, I think it's a son or something. And like these two galleons are just blowing each other apart. But the thing is like they, they're shooting at each other as they're like turning a corner around an island. And this little sloop is like trying to get through. And he's like, y'all stop shooting, man. Come on, man. Stop shooting. We're just trying to get through, man. <laughs> as both ships just begin to start shooting it as immediately. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. The, the voice chat in this really makes for some funny moments. It's, um, it's pretty entertaining. Bobby's like, yes, humor acknowledge. Moving on. <laughs> Yeah, uh, man, I I wish I had the time. I was, uh, but, uh, Nick, you actually put time, and you got good at some point, right? Uh, I got really good. Yeah, no, I would um I would do things in this game that were considered just like asshole moves, and that you had to be pretty good to do. Um, you know, like stack six explosive barrels inside someone's you know uh inside someone's ship, and wait until they got to the harbor and blew them all up, and then took all their shit as they, you know. As a one as a one person team, you know, like hiding inside the barrels, like inside yeah. the pile of barrels and things like that. But that's very really into the Tarkov PvP of this. Yeah, and it's like it reminds me of Daisy. Like people get a little too into this game and they become like um uh l- like a high school bully in a movie or something. Like all they <laughs> want to do is mess with people. Like like yeah. really mean stuff, dude. You're like, literally are talking just, about Nick. Just sweaty you assholes. Know, I, I don't. I don't like messing with people in the sense of like. Oh, dude. I'm just. I'm oh just gonna keep God. following them and like. I've you seen know, some of your Rust them. videos, dude. I don't dude, know. I've played. Da- with I've people. played Daisy with you, dude. You make people eat bananas and trot <laughs> and walk walk around on their knees. You're and sick, shit. Nick. You're sick. Yeah. You're yeah. It's, it's always. Up. It's so Terrible. weird. Like there's these games that kind of facilitate like this digital torture, and some people yeah. get really into it. Man, I'm just like, shot I feel that. personally. Like, when attacked. I team up with these people, I'm like, dude, that's weird. Like, why, why do we want to do that? But I don't know. Maybe talk to me like 300, 400 hours into this game, and then I'll be that person. Because I imagine it gets boring just doing all the regular stuff. But and then you're just more interested in everything else. I did play right. with one guy who was just unbelievably good. Like this guy, I don't know how many hours he had in the game. But he was showing me all sorts of things, and he was doing things I just couldn't believe. We were being chased by a boat, and he and we were in fog, and or we were chasing another boat, and we were in fog and couldn't find him. They were trying to lose us, so he'd put himself in the cannon, shoot up, find out where they were just from that aerial view, and then catch them back. He taught me about this thing called tucking, which is when you hide on somebody else's boat using the hide emote. If you do it in a very specific spot, you're almost unnoticeable. 
and you can just wow. hang out on somebody's boat. All these crazy things. And it, it I don't know, it was very informative playing they with that They call that tucking? Yeah. Yep. Tucking. RuPaul would define that as something totally different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's the mother tucker, though. You know? Oh. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Nick and Bobby, uh, it's not going to be homework or anything, but it'd be great if you guys played this week and just a little bit and like had a story. That'd be great. I, I, I'm curious. You guys are so different of gamers, you know? I, it, it'd be really cool to listen to. Just get the narrator from the Dungeons and Dragons movie. <laughs> a band I, of unlikely heroes coming together yeah, yeah, yeah. to sail upon the seas. <laughs> one robot, one fat unemployed guy, <laughs> one sloop. Um, but I, th- that's the main reason I actually used to play these games all the time was that I needed, I mean, I wanted to like create these interesting situations or like these underdog situations and try to, you know, get through them or even help people, you know, I'd be like, Oh, I'm logging off. Like you can take my ship or blow it up. And they'd you know, be like a little kid and be like, Oh my God, you have like 40 chests on here. <laughs> and then, you know, just watch them wig out as I'm like watching from like the corner. 70, but, uh, 75 good men died for that ship. <laughs> you, en- you enjoy it. Little one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The one, the, but you can like mess with people if like it's their first time ever playing. Like you can be like, oh, you can take my ship and then they'll start taking it and then you can just destroy your ship. Like you can just click scuttle ship. This guy doesn't like to fuck fuck with people. He doesn't, he doesn't like to fuck with people. (laughs) I've never done it. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah. It's just like Daisy though. People will try to play mind games with you. They'll be like, hey, we're friendly. Hey, we're friendly. Hey, let me come aboard your ship or something like that. Or don't shoot. You know, I, I need your help with something and then they'll just turn on you. Like they just, you got to watch out for a lot of that stuff. What's real life, yeah, dude? Hey, I'm friendly. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> that's real. Wow. This is real life. Yeah, exactly. All right. Teach well, you. that's enough of the uh, Sea of Thieves, you know, going across the other sea to the obelisk or obelisk. Mm. You want to tell me, Emilio, about that across the obelisk? I've seen that you were playing a lot of it today. Yeah. It, well, I wasn't playing most of the time. Um, oh. Unfortunately, I wish I was. I did get a good uh, two hours in, I would say. I uh, just left it running, and which is one of the great things for, um, you know, dads that don't have a lot of time. Um, across the obelisk, you can stop playing at any second, not even pause, and just, like, go handle what life and then come back and be exact. But you know, it's turn-based, you know? Uh, we've talked about this game a bunch of times. Um, the first on the radar, because if I remember right, I know it almost seems like every week we come up, we have a card battler that have roguelike elements. But I remember Across the Obelisk was one of the very first ones that came out, and especially one that was multiplayer. So you can actually play with your friends. It's not like I have my group of adventures and you're cohort has one as well but you know you assign two characters to one player and it's almost like single player but you know just hanging out with each other and um it's not a thing where you're giving up two of your characters from your grand adventure that you're having and you're like hey you control these two because it's a roguelike you um you play until you fail and then you start the whole thing over with the same characters. And um, just today, 
I got to the point where for the first time where you um, actually attribute uh, skill points to your characters. And so it makes the next run through easier. Um, and that was actually really rewarding. It's one of those things where like you go back to the for like Final Fantasy back in the day when you go back to the first fields and you just beat everything senseless so easily. It's it's not that not that extreme, but it is like you know, I'm going through the first world so much faster than I was before. Um and that was really gratifying. Um there's this game does a roguelike element that I haven't seen before and is actually really refreshing. I would say like one of the worst things about Returnal is uh, worse is like a hard, hard thing to say, but like you work so hard to get up to this boss, right? And if you fail that boss, you have to start from scratch and work your way up. You don't get to practice the boss. And so you get one more shot after like an hour and a half of work and that of gameplay. And then like, if you don't pull it off, you only get to practice until you die again. You know, so it's like, oof, that's really hard. But this game, yeah, this game, wherever you die, you get to just keep repeating and repeating as many with no, 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 like, um, no, nothing, nothing taken away from you. No XP, nothing. That's just like literally just keep trying until you realize that no strategy or, like you basically your whole run is fucked. It's what it's telling you. It's not that you made mistakes or that the RNG was like literally your whole team is bullshit. If you can't try on, if you can't finish in the fifth time that you try this, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it, it's really refreshing way because, um, it's a roguelike that lets you try where you die over and over to make sure it's almost like a DPS check. Like you basically aren't good enough to to pass this point no matter what you do so you got to start over and make a better team from the beginning nick you're real nasally bro right no, let me fix back that, off bro. back <laughs> off a little bit i can't i can't i can't Dude, sometimes I get the, so like i have my mic set up for certain things right and it's not that sensitive because i'm a pretty fucking loud piece of shit but my nose will like sometimes just get a whistle like, and it catches me all the time. Like even sometimes Leslie even wakes up in the middle of the night and be like, your nose is whistling or whatever. Just like, yeah, I'm sorry. I just fixed it. That's why I'm a mouth breather, dude. It's, it's right <laughs> mouth past breeder. that. <laughs> I'm a mouth breeder. Yeah. I'm getting mouth, like mouth. an actual insult? Like a mouth breather? Yeah, it is. Yeah, you never heard not. of that? It's like a sign of like, oh, I mean. The insult uh, is supposed uh, to divulge that it's, yeah. it's a sign of lower <laughs> intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. Take that as you will for Emilio. And I've been trying, dude. I, I try. I actively try to start breathing through my nose. But have you, like, um, wait, have you tried taping some... your mouth mouth shut when you sleep? Um, no, but that's a good way of doing it. You, yeah. everybody, and their moms like you got to tape your mouth now when you sleep. Yeah, like, and, I, and I fucking everyone and their it, mom dude, is saying that. I know that I look dumb when I'm like, yeah, guys, what do you think? <laughs> you know, <they're, laughs> yeah, you you should like, work on that, dude. That's gonna change like, like your face and you shit. Too. You gotta yeah. you gotta breathe through your nose. What are you doing? It's I thought you were just trolling. Too. I didn't know you were real. That is, you gotta work on that, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, it kills you faster. There's like all kinds of reasons why. That's literally why the fucking nose, like. 
evolved to, so that's yeah. why you have a fucking nose breathe out I of it i know i know you know what's funny yeah. is that the more so i used to breathe out of my mouth a lot too um the does more it run you, in the family i think so we're all i mean we also got long backs and no ass so that's that's our Dude, whole family it's got some I'm, big mouths over there long backs no, no ass ridiculous. breathing through the mouth days when they get together, it's like a symphony of the fucking orchestra, the fucking wind instruments. Amanda, Amanda, check this out, dude. Talk about long backs, right? Yeah. Check it out. My my buddy's five seven, and me and him wear the same length jeans. I'm six feet tall. I'm all torso, baby. It's like it's all like <laughs> I got vertebrae. Armstrong. I got vertebrae for days, dude. You're, you're, so every shirt, shirt. I have an extra one, dude. Yeah. Oh, an extra what? Oh, vertebrae. Vertebrae. Yeah, yeah. I asked him one time, does it come with any superpowers? He goes, yeah, depression. <laughs> yep. Anyways. It's, uh, yeah. It's quite a, quite yeah. a superpower. It sucks. I don't fit in cars. Even though I'm not that tall, I don't fit in cars. Because like my cat, like, it's all weird. on the top. We're just of my weird shaped yeah. people, man. Yeah. It's the it's the Neanderthal <laughs> yeah. in you, right? It's That's exactly weird. what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Well, anyway, I guess speaking of Neanderthals, <laughs> uh, I've been playing Resident Evil Four, and people are saying that the voice actor for Ada Wong sounds like a Neanderthal. That's mm. not true, but people are shitting on her, and they're being mean. <laughs> Um, so for those who don't know, Resident Evil got to make, uh, I mean, Resident Evil 4 got a remake. Um, I put about six hours into it so far, seven hours. Um, for those who don't know, Resident Evil 4 was the first action-ish, uh, Resident Evil instead of like a, a pure horror kind of standpoint or anything like that. Um, but it. uh, this one, you know, they give you way more ammo. They give you way more kind of guns immediately. Um, there's a lot more action kind of style of, uh, combat against the actual creatures or zombies or whatever you want to call them. Uh, the environments of which you fight are very much arenas. Like, you know, you'll be in a, um, you'll be in a village and all the, uh, all the areas are blocked and you have to kill all the enemies. Um, meanwhile, like in resident evil, like two or three or one, you'd be fighting like two or three zombies at once max so the difference would be like um because i remember when resident evil one came out they were they had to make a new genre for it It was survival horror because you get you gotta like really um watch your bullets and watch your health potions and all that stuff but this is more like horror action action horror exactly it's, it's action horror and the way it does it, it's by overwhelming you there it's always like okay if you're, I'm playing on normal. I used to play these games all the time on, on hardest, but I just don't want to be, I just want to get through the game. Right. Um, there's always like the, the feeling of, Oh, I'm going to run out of ammo. If I, if, if I try to shoot everybody in the face or and even if I don't hit him in the face, if I hit him in the chest, I'm just going to run out of ammo. So it's always like this puzzle of, oh, there's people throwing dynamite. Maybe I should clump everybody together and get them to throw dynamite at me and blow up the whole mob. Or there's like a bridge. It's rickety. Or there's like all these other things. So you're always trying to figure out kind of the puzzle of how to like defeat the odds. Um, originally in this game, and it kind of trickled down all the way to the next ones like Resident Evil 5 and, 
and six. Well, I mean, when people don't talk about six, it's just like a cardinal sin. Um, but like Resident Evil five, essentially, whenever you were forced to run away, if you figured out a way to kill everything in the area, instead of running away, you got rewarded generously. And so this game is very much like that as well. Um, there's definitely moments where like the game doesn't intend you to be able to live against 30 zombies, but if you figure it out, instead of just running away, you'll get like a couple of gems or a gun upgrade or like, um, hmm. all these other things. Um, they it definitely added some stuff. They definitely, um, optimized some things. I haven't played this game since I was like 11 or 10. And you, and even then I've forgotten so much about it. I feel like I'm playing again, but I go, Hey, I remember that guy. Or, hey, I remember that. Um, it's great so far. You know, I got it for PlayStation 5. It's only going for, I think, fifty nine ninety nine. so you don't have to pay the new standard quote-unquote pricing for video games to play it. Um, it is. It does run Denuvo on PC, so if you're a big anti-Denuvo player, I mean, an anti-Denuvo person, went went. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I will say... So Capcom has been making these remakes for the past four years, and they started with Resident Evil 2, I believe. You can definitely tell that the engine and what and like the process that they're doing for these remakes is getting reused and re- recycled every time they do it. Um, and the only reason I bring that up is like it's not a it's not a fair comparison, but it's a decent one at that. When you play God of War, for example, right? If you're running as Kratos, you notice the snow start to like pile up on your boots, or like if you roll, the snow will stick to your shoulders. And the game is very detailed in that, in that aspect. In this game, as you're driving <laughs> driving the fucking boat, the water looks like it gets in the boat, and then it just instantly disappears. Like nothing. Ha- there's no textures. There's no like flowing water kind of thing. It's just like water and boat gone. Like it's just it. it nothing happens. But um, regardless, if you don't give a fuck about water and boats, um, <laughs> it's a it's a great game. It's a great action game. I care it's about the that three scary. minutes that you took to explain that. Is what I care about. <laughs> but now you you can tell a bunch of other things regarding like the the quality of the game and like animations and things like that. You like oh some of this is recycled, some of this is reused. Um, if you haven't played any of the other remakes and you want to play what a lot of people say is the best Resident Evil of all the, of all the series which is Resident Evil 4, I would say just fucking pick it up and play it, um, especially if you like zombies or crazy creatures and things like that. Um, yeah. Just check it Only out. play this if you don't want water, if you don't care about water in your boats. <laughs> water physics. <visits. laughs> yeah. No water. Fuck if you water. fucking hate water, play this. Yeah, fuck water. I, I didn't finish... I didn't finish up my wrap-up on Across the Obelix. Very good. Highly recommend. 30% off. Go get it. All right. Uh, nice. Who's Thanks. next? Well, try, try to segue from that. Yeah, segueing from that. Uh, I don't really know what the point of any of this is, but I know what the point of Mew is. That's <laughs> that is uh, this interesting game that Emilio sent to me. Uh, well, it, he let me know that it's free on Steam. It is free on Steam. It's super short. I beat it. I think it took me like ten minutes to beat because the whole point of it is that you are um, a cat that. I guess his owner is depressed. Is that like what it was, right, Emilio? But I, that's I what I read. I don't. You played the game. You finished the game. Yeah, you should be able to yeah. tell me. Well, that's uh, yeah, and that's why I'm asking because I didn't really get that. I mean, other than the <laughs> fact that like 
your owner was laying in bed and she was like, I don't want to get out of bed. And I'm like, yeah, I feel that. But like she built a, a boat and then went outside and raced the boat. Not to say that you can't have depression and do all those things. I just, with how short this game was, I didn't really necessarily get the whole depression thing. This game mm. was cute and it was pretty funny. Um, so yeah, they're like, your human seems sad. Cheer him up. When in reality, like your human just made you build a fucking boat. And so you're this, like I said, you're like this, uh, this cat and you're going around grabbing things to build a boat. And that is the whole point. Uh, it was kind of fun running around and breaking shit and then having your owner be like, oh, vandal. <laughs> like that was pretty entertaining and pretty fun and cats definitely can be little dickheads um for sure and there's like three different kinds of boats basically that you could make um and so i thought it was like kind of cute i think for a free game um if you kind of feel like just being a little cat and knocking shit over uh it's cute it's fun i mean there's not much to it it takes like five to ten minutes to beat the whole game but I don't know. Are you even interested enough to play the other, like, try to make the other ship types? No, I'm yeah. not. <laughs> I think once you build one, you're like, okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah, 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 I get it. And, like, that's kind of it. And it is, like, a cute little wholesome ending. But I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't really regret playing it. But, like, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, you're missing out. You're human. Yeah. They seem sad. Please be a cat. Cheer them up. Like I wouldn't. It's, I wouldn't say that. It's not bad. It's though. no. It's no cat instead of a bag of cat instead of a bag of cat. Oh, that would be like fucking weird. <laughs> but you're right. You're right. It's no milk inside of a bag of milk inside of a bag of milk for your cat. You're right. Gotcha. Yeah, it's not that. This is man. I read but, that description. Literally, I just read the description. I'm like, cat helps uh, depressed owner. I was like. I didn't even finish. I was like, yeah, days right up my alley. You're right. Yeah, Cause, yeah, you, yeah. Cause you sent yeah, that yeah. to me and I was like, I like cats. I have depression. Yeah, I like cats. What's this <laughs> like? And so yeah. then I watched and the whole time I was like, where's the depression? Like, <laughs> so that's why I was mm-hmm. here. I was here for the sadness. And what I got was a lot of meows. And so, <laughs> which was cute. I don't mind. But not right. Meow, right. Meow. We have Hades. Huh? Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> God, dude. Bro. <laughs> do bro. I do a little honor that segue by talking about Hades? <laughs> uh, I don't have much to say about this game. This is going to be wild. Um, I don't think I liked it as much as you Holy guys Holy fuck, dude. Yeah, I know, dude. It's crazy. I think because there was a lot of hype for the longest time I've been hearing about this game, game of the year, all this stuff. So went into it expecting quite a bit and it's good. Yeah. It, it, it's a roguelike that really, I, I'm kind of used to roguelikes being um, more like returnal where, you know, you could technically beat the game on the first try, I guess, or I don't know. I haven't played returnal, so maybe that's not completely accurate, but uh, it, this game is, you are it forces you to die at certain points so you can go back and then start again and then get something new or some more information and then go into the next run. So it felt kind of weird like playing playing the game like that. But I, I don't know. I, I also, my real problem with it, like that doesn't matter. That's not like a, a downside to this game. But my real problem with the game was I just didn't enjoy the combat. Maybe it's because I didn't quite understand it. Did you guys play this with a controller or do you play this with a keyboard and mouse? I started with a keyboard and mouse, and I will say controller is a thousand times easier. Uh, I don't yeah. remember. I um, think it was I, controller, though. 
I, I played a lot of it. I think I the first time I beat it, I used keyboard and mouse. And then when my friend suggested controller, I was like, fuck it, let's do it. And then I tried it. I'm like, this is 10 times yeah, better. 10 times better and easier. It's funny that you mentioned it. Rihanna's playing Hades right behind me right now. Maybe her 600th hour. That's not this very is my keyboard and mouse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, is she? Yeah, she's using a keyboard and mouse. She's hardcore, but whatever. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, nice. When you use the keyboard and mouse, you have Traditional to... Traditional wife again. <laughs> you have to move the mouse cursor to where you want to shoot. And it's very easy to lose track of the mouse cursor because it's not very big, especially because I've got such a big monitor now, too. It's very easy to lose that. And on top of that, they give you... Or, this guy. Oh, what the fuck you believe this guy? <laughs> This guy. Dude. Oh, it's difficult to lose the mouse. Uh, my monitor is so big, dude. What a humble brag. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. I mean, who doesn't have a big monitor these days? Oh, like, who, well, who doesn't I have an don't. ultra wide or Moni- like a, I don't. a 1440p? I got a 1440p, but I don't got an ultra wide. Bobby, yeah, yeah, I, can out, I can out and out say that you are completely wrong by anything negative you have to say about this game. No, I'm Just sure I am. I mean, everybody yeah. loves How this, long did you play it, Bobby? How long? Give us a number 15 um, seconds. <laughs> I think, I, I mean, probably a couple hours. I think I made it to the third. I I can't remember how many bosses there are, I, but I think I beat two of them and I make it made it to the third Ooh, area. That's, where, pretty, that's good. pretty good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was like woods well, and nymphs or something what did like the, that. What did the third boss look like, Bobby, if you remember? No, not the third boss. Uh, the oh, second the boss area. I beat was the snakes. It had a bunch of heads and you had to kill yeah. Yeah. heads. That one never changes, really. Does yeah. actually the, the it one just I, changed for me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? It, it, yeah, it has I think four or th- or five forms. Um, since I mean, since the last time I played, originally it had three. It changed like the colors and what kind of attacks it had, how much health mm. it had, and all that kind of shit. Uh, what I meant was like it's always the same boss. Oh, gotcha. But yeah, yeah. Oh, the, yeah, the, yeah. The attack pattern changed. My head cannon the, in this, and my theory is that Bobby's uh, the cursor was so small that he couldn't find the play start run button, and so he never actually played it. <laughs> That's my. Uh, yeah, uh, it might be the, the option in the settings. The yeah, you can change the option or the cursor to a white cursor. I did that. Didn't help. It, it's it's really get the size some of the fucking cursor. glasses, dude. Get put on some fucking know. spectacles. Jesus Christ! <laughs> you guys get them. I'm I'm tired of berating Bobby. You guys get them. No, I, no well, I think it's funny that for the longest time you're just like, you were trying you're like haranguing me about getting an ultra wide monitor. Now that I'm like monitor's too big, can't see the cursor. <laughs> now I'm getting shit about it. But uh, it. Oh, did you hear by the way about Diablo Four? There's some. Um, if you have an ultra wide. It gives you an unfair advantage. Some abilities you can cast anywhere on screen. So ultra wide yep. monitors allows you to yep. cast certain abilities like or teleports and abilities like super far away. That's oh, like damn. a pretty easy thing to fix. You just put a limit on the range of yeah. what you put a range <laughs> on. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't know, man. It just uh I I also whenever I play these types of games, I I don't know if I get too creative with the, the attack pattern. The normal attack seemed like it was doing the most damage for me. So I just took all the abilities that upgraded that and just spammed that. I never even used my right click where you throw the blood orb or whatever. What weapon were you using, Bobby? The sword. Um, Like the first three or four that they give you. I think the one that I used the most after trying the the Aegis, the bow and arrow, the um, starter sword. But eventually the one that I stuck with was the long range 
like a javelin oh, or yeah. something. That, or, yeah, the spear. Yeah. yeah, that one was good. Yeah, the spear. That one's so good because it does backstab damage. Oh, yeah. Sniper, yeah. I want you to guess how much. What gun do you mean? What, what uh, weapon I use the most? In well, I'm gonna guess it's the gun, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did every single achievement for that. <laughs> I always uh, tried to get it to work, and I really couldn't. But man, when you turn that thing into like a, a artillery cannon. That's gosh. the way I play it every oh time. Gosh, so awesome. So yeah, awesome. It, you can you can take out some bosses in two or three hits with it. It's nuts. Yeah. What kept me go- I, I love what kept me going in the early game, Bobby, was the story of the game. And I'm getting the feeling that that wasn't really impactful for you. Like I loved how they revealed like little story snippets as you're playing. Um yeah, dude, you know I don't care for story. I, I appreciated that they kept the dialogue like somewhat to a minimum they inserted a little bit here and there i mean it's it's well written there's a good uh back and forth between the characters and like it's all the what is that greek mythology is that right yeah they, okay yeah so yes I mean, it's, that is greek mythology okay so it's all the stuff that you know you've you've heard about before and you know seen in a lot of other games but um i don't know maybe the writing was good but the voice acting might have just uh made it come off a little bit better but yeah, dude, I don't I don't care about story that that much. Unless it's so. unless it's a movie from nineteen eighty three and it's <laughs> uh, about a about a toilet that comes to life. Yeah, unless it's so just, a movie. Just, just a heads up, uh, DLG community. Um, you can donate your money to buy the wood to crucify Bobby. Uh, we'll be doing it at the end of this year, um, unless you show some love for fucking anything in the world <laughs> or joy. <laughs> Mm. Only $5 gets you one rock to throw at him, uh, whether you want us to do it or someone else. We you have to admit, Bobby, that was yeah. the worst review of Hades I've ever heard. But I am I am extremely <laughs> I'm extremely biased. I imagine there's people who don't like this game out there. I just haven't met them. And I didn't dislike it. Okay. I just didn't. Couldn't find, oh, okay. like, I'm not going to go thought, back I to I thought you were like, this game's shit. Yeah. No, no. It, it's fine. It's just like I'm not going to... I'm not going to go back and play it. And I usually don't with single player games, honestly. Like the only games that I keep coming back to are PVP and co-op games, really. So, you know, it's just not my cup of tea. And, you know, any game where you have to use a controller, um, that doesn't go well with me because I'm so bad with controllers. And I know you can play it with keyboard and mouse, but it feels really clunky playing it with keyboard and mouse. Mm. It makes the, the combat... Not very enjoyable. No. Is Emilio getting cupcakes? What's going I on hope there? he is. I hope he's getting well, five cupcakes. <laughs> he might be. I love cupcakes. No, but, I'm I fucking yeah. made oh, cupcakes. Wait, I don't know. Like There's cupcakes. a. Let Amanda do her work. Let her do. I the- was gonna say uh, something else that kind of feels like some clunky keyboard that I probably would recommend a controller, but also kind of struggle. Same thing with Bobby. I normally don't go with controllers, but that is Dying Light Two. That is what I played a lot of yesterday. I put in nine hours to it, and a motherfucker still is Ooh. level one. I'm still level one. I'm. How's that possible? I don't know, and I go around killing. I kill, dude. I definitely am killing fucking zombies, and it's just, it doesn't matter. This game is definitely meaty, for sure. Uh, both in the gore that you pile up when you kill a shitload of uh, enemies, and also, too, just the content and the storyline of it. Um, I started playing the co-op with one of my buddies from the Jew for You community, Nocte, and we have been, like, slowly moving through um, a lot of this game. It is cool because you can like save different 
parts of the city that you're in to build up different factions. You can either do it for the survivors or you can do it for the peacekeepers. And so there is this whole like kind of movement where you are influencing the development of humanity. And this one's kind of different too, because you're just automatically like, well, you're not automatic, but um, everybody is pretty much infected. And so there's an entire like survival element to dying light too, where you have to like maintain your immunity um, and you can do that being underneath UV lights and you can do that obviously in the sunlight. And then there's like different things like immunity boosters or like UV shrooms that you can eat. And so this game is really beautiful, but there is something about it that just makes me like almost want to just go back to dying light. The first one <laughs> instead of this, I, I don't know why I wish I knew. Cause like, I do feel like they did a really great job uh, developing, but there is like some weirdness to like the parkour and even combat. And I wonder if a lot of that is just cause yeah, a keyboard and mouse isn't as good with this as a controller would be. Um, I am, I got to find my controller cause I just moved. And so I'm going to unpack it and try playing this with a controller and see if that's a lot better, but I'm enjoying it. It is fun. It, there's moments where it's been really t- uh, hard. There's already been some moments where it's been really hilarious. Like I jumped down a stairwell and got instantly KO'd and sucker punched by a volatile. It was, that was hilarious. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, um, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. It has a lot of the same elements from Dying Light 1 that you really love, which is like certainly all of the parkour, the cool combos that you can do. Um, they've got crafting in here, which isn't too bad, I think. Uh, you can upgrade stuff and you can build and develop more settlements to give you more traders and people and quest lines and stuff. But I feel like I'm nine hours in and I'm only like the second or third part of the main quest and still level one. So this game is certainly, like I said, it is beefy. It's a beefcake of a game. That's crazy. That you, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't know what you're doing to not leveled up because I think I leveled up like four times in like the three hours I fucking played this game. Well, I am, I am enjoying the journey then Nicholas. All right. <laughs> You're like, I'm just crouch walking everywhere I go because I'm afraid of zombies. That's only part of it. I probably have an hour <laughs> or so to that. I did I did go through a bunch of buildings going as slow as like crawling and basically like taking them out because you can take them down. And that's once I found that I was like game over. I do tend to play these games more stealthy because I get scared. And so <laughs> I crouch walk. You fucking nailed it. dude. <laughs> yeah, he knows. I, I think. uh all of us together can kind of agree the same. We have not paid enough respect or time to this game. I think it's actually, you know, it's a solid game. If we were all playing it together, I'm sure we'd fucking love it. You know, it's just one of those things. It's four player co-op, but you know what though? I think what really did this game in is that it, it released. And then like literally a few days later, Elden Ring released. Mm -hmm. So we just got, it was just one of those games where it was bad release timing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I do think this game deserved a lot more than what uh, it received when it was first out. But I think that there was just a whole collective, everybody being like, fuck everything, we're playing Elden Ring. (laughs) Yeah, because Elden Ring just completely dookies on Dying Light. On everything. In every aspect. It doesn't have zombies, dude. Or enough zombies. Yeah, it does. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't have a parkour, hardcore, like fucking combos. It, it, the combos in this game are very fun, though. Like, it is super rewarding to beat a zombie down, run over it, kick another zombie, hop off of the wall and kick, like, spin around and stab one. It's, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun and, with the combat. And all in co op if you want it to be. It's yep. like seamless co op. Yeah. 
seamless co-op. Um, yeah. Uh, what also has seamless co-op, hopefully, if um, they do it right, is um, the Dungeons and Dragons uh, virtual tabletop. So, um, like the official one, right? There's a lot of them out there. Um, Roll Twenty has like their very basic one, which is like black and white and squares, and, not black and white, sorry, uh, squares and two D um, squares, two D tokens, yeah, yeah, and. Um, they actually do very good with their vision cones. I've always appreciated the vision cones on Roll20. Just like, you know, you, you could obviously see this, but you can't see this tile or whatever it is. Or uh, same thing happens with um, how much defense they have. But um, Dungeons & Dragons, a.k.a. Wizards of the Coast, is, um, is kind of, you know, they're coming out with their own. And the grass, the graphics on it are pretty incredible. Um, the only video that they have out that I can find is this one. You know, it's one of those very tailored and barely showing anything uh, where they bring in some people and they all have a game, but they're only showing like very small uh, snippets of actual gameplay of it. And it looks great. I mean, it looks some high resolution, high definition stuff. It looks great. Um, I hope they pull it off. I know, like when I, when I posted this and I, I tagged all you guys, um, Zap was the first one. Like, I'm not gonna buy the books for the third time because you know I don't know why he bought them the first or second. Obviously, the first time. Uh, because when you buy them the first time, you buy them in paper, and then on roll twenty. Oh. I mean, on D and D Beyond, you have to rebuy them to get all the all the aspects and all the information, like the spells and races right. and all that other stuff, uh, to be able to use in Roll Twenty and in uh, and in D and D Beyond. Um, and it, they, so here's the thing: they need to do as bad as it sounds what Games Workshop does with any text. Anytime you buy any paper media from uh, from Games Workshop. It comes with an online code to claim for digital use. Yeah, that's always um, been cool, especially in Magic: The Gathering. That did that for a while. Well, not in not in the current situation, but there was a one where when you buy a pack, you can scan it. But that was not in Arena. That's not in Arena, right? No, like, yeah, not. no. It, it that that kind of fell on its face as well, um, only because people were like. Well, if I have this super expensive card and I can do this, it's like people were scanning cards that they didn't actually own and all this other stuff. But when it comes to like buying D and D books, if you buy it in person, just put a code at the back. Just put a fucking forty digit or twenty digit code that you can just type in. Yeah, and then boom, you have it on D and D one because this is going to be called D and D one. That's what they're calling it. Oh, the the VTT. Yeah, the the virtual tabletop test. Yeah. So this so th this whole system they're calling it is called D and D one, um, and I've been looking into this all the time. Essentially, what they want is they want to get rid of all the other competitors for online base play, and make it so that the the game is a lot easier to use on a digital platform, and that essentially that the price of entry is a subscription instead of having to buy models and everything. Um. I don't blame them, dude. I mean, what else are you going to do with It's such a weird thing. It's like look, all the information's out there. You buy these books, right? Or this um this paper stuff that has information. Obviously, people are going to take all that information, put it online, and then all of a sudden everything you work so hard for is now free. 
So how do you monetize that? So the only way you could do that is make an exceptional product and then make it so easy that it's the best way to do it. Like, uh, basically it's kind of, um, steam talks about this sometimes that like, um, piracy was, uh, was it Bobby? Uh, piracy was like, kind of like a, a service uh, problem. Yeah. Service problem. Um, once steam came out and it was so easy to get games with, even with money, I stopped pirating games. I just started buying them. I haven't pirated a game in, I don't know how many years. Um, so it's kind of like that thing. It's like if you make the service so good that people want to pay for it, then that's the only way you can monetize something that's so easily distributed and copied. What's what's interesting to me is that a lot of the advertising that's done for it, like when people are doing like in this video exactly that we just watched, they're still getting around a table and everybody just has a laptop. Yeah. Um and and people have already developed ways to make the game even better in person and make it more fluid than this. Imagine every time you want to move your character, you have to click on your model and then click on an ability and then drag down through the list of what ability you want to do and then what you're targeting and all that stuff. And what people have done already is that they've had they have full roll 20 um like uh widgets and other things like that where you can tie a touchscreen and a model together. And so that essentially wherever that model goes, like their cone, their vision cone, you know, changes and it's just for them and all this other stuff. And that's in person or online. Um, I think D and D one has a very long ways to go. And I think it, it eventually will become the standard, but you're always going to have the old people that are like, Meh, you know, I want to play in person or whatever. It's called one D and D. No, too. totally. Not to, not to, not one, to nitpick, yeah. but you know. Yeah, it's one. Sorry, one D and D. Still false. <laughs> Still false. Uh, and um, I was just reading, and this isn't just a, a new way to play. Or sorry, this is more than just a virtual way to play D and D. Like they're updating core rules of the game, and they have like new backgrounds yes. and all this other shit. That's that's the most interesting so thing tr- to me. Like, so traditionally, every like eight to ten years, they would come out with a new version of D and D, so that everybody play. Right now, everybody and their mom plays fifth edition, right? Or they even use fifth edition rules to make. The own shit, like their own shit that they want to play. Like right now, I'm playing Fallout D and D, and we use fifth edition rules. We have some custom rules, but we change some things up, and there's some custom perks and things like that. Um, but the things that they're changing, some of them are not that big changes, and some of the other ones they are they are pretty big. Um, I can't speak on them right now because I can't remember them, but I re- remember the like some of the things that they said involving this game and like or not game, the new version that people are like all right, that's a welcome change and things like that. I think as long as games like Baldur's Gate exist, especially the new one that's coming out, people like some, some teaser stuff came out for Baldur's Gate. I think this week or last week. And people were like, this is essentially Dungeons and Dragons online with like a full story and everything. Um, so I, I, I think this will always have com- competition. I hope that, one D and D doesn't just flop and die. I, you know, I always want more people getting into the hobby because it just means more people to play with. Right. Absolutely. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I, I have my hopes up for it. Um, as a DM, I have a very different experience than a lot of other players. I'm like the permanent <laughs> DM apparently. Um, and so like, I want to see the DM tools. I want to see how, how much I can change before the game says no, you know, is are certain creatures 
capped at a certain amount of health? Are the roles being displayed? Just, just a bunch Can of I shit import like that, Nurgle? So. Can I import the entire Warhammer 40k cinematic universe <laughs> into my D&D game? Why not? Why not? No, Magic I, the Gathering's in the fucking game. Why can't Warhammer? I mean, you I, could just light your candle, like your Nurgle candle while you play. I have it right here. Yeah, there you go. Light it later. Light it later. Lately, you want to come over here and smell my Nurgle candy? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it's the only only, uh, thing you could actually play that has zero groupies. It's the Warhammer 40k. There's zero, zero. Uh, action going on there. One could um, argue no, it's yeah. actually the great only, birth the, control. So I, I had a I had a stand up joke that all the fucking nerds in 40k, any good looks or in like smarts or anything that we any of us ever had at birth just got sucked up and pushed mm. into Henry Cavill. That's yeah. it. Yeah. All the looks that every nerd ever had anywhere, like. Just yeah. all went to Henry Cavill. <laughs> yeah, almost to a point where he's like a giga Chad. Like it's too much. You know what I mean. Yeah, um, but I will say this, uh, Nick. Uh, you know, they said this in the uh, the amount that this little clip is scripted and like it, it reminded me of the. Uh, it's pretty an- cringy. A- anthem. I yeah. want to say it's cr- like. What are you? What else are you going to do? You're trying to launch a product. It's hard, man. But, Just be like, blunt. Just be like, "This is the new shit. This <laughs> is what we're doing." Don't be like. Ooh, three people walk into this padded room with a paper mat. Now they all got laptops. Mm, now we're going to show 10 seconds of gameplay. Just fucking just be like, this is the game. Like it. You don't like it's it. It's a leave. launch That's trailer, it. dude. They had like four other videos. I, I looked for more videos. Are there more? I want to see it. But anyway, um, so one of the things that they, they, they touch on during the uh, world reveal reveal trailer is um, that the game will show you where the parameters are for D and D, but then the dungeon master can just do whatever he wants. So I, I, I feel like it's kind of like um, when you're playing VR and there's that virtual field around you, like you can't go this far, you just go past it or you, yeah, I think all the numbers will be highly customizable and all that stuff. Anyway, I hope so. I sure as fuck hope so. It looks. It also looks like they're working with Hero Forge, which is like custom models and shit. So it'll be cool. Bobby, let's talk about what really matters. Um, are you caught up on Love Is Blind season four? <laughs> of course I am. Yeah. Of course you are, dude. Um, <laughs> are you as into? I'm not as into this season as the other seasons. I feel like. Really? No, dude. The show's getting like super trashy. It's great. Like I think they're trying to, or they're starting to embrace the ridiculousness of it all. There's so much drama. There's like Jesus. drama in the whole beginning section of the pods now too. Yeah, it's gross. It's awesome. It seemed like they tried to force it a little bit, like um, or it didn't develop until later, and like people were kind of taking this seriously in the first few seasons, and now this season it's just like, oh no, we're just another one of these trashy dating shows. I'm like, thank you. We everybody's on the same page now. Perfect. And it's, um, yeah, it's great. We've had a few incidents of people just having too much to drink and just being total weirdos. Uh, it's been awesome. It's been, uh, it's been a good time. I disagree. I think there's still love out there. I think there's real love to be had. 
I mean, there's people that are still married from season one. Although, uh, I was talking to Sam about this. I was like, season four, that doesn't mean four years, does it? She's like, no, it's been like two years. They just keep pumping these things out because they make so much money. Well, they started, they had to take a little break because of COVID. Um, the first one was in 2019, right? The first one was in 2019, yeah, so. and then they recorded every other season at the same time, or at least this is what I've been told. Someone will have to fact check me, maybe, but um, like they've had these on deck for a long time. So, no, I wasted- hmm. oh, I didn't know that. Um, if you could get uh, her some more quiet keyboards, that would be great. It's so loud. <laughs> she looks. <laughs> She should stream that, dude. She's obviously very intense about this game. Rianne. Oh, no, she can't hear me. How are you doing in Hades? What? Does not turn her head, by the way. I've almost beaten Hades. Almost beaten Hades. Yeah, she's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want, Christopher? Shut the fuck up. I'm playing Hades. You know not to disturb me. Go back to your stupid little podcast. (laughs) Before I throw this goddamn cat at your face. Jeez, dude. She's in the zone. That's why she's about to beat it. Mm. That's sick, dude. I love that she loves that, and she would never have loved that had it not been for you. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Uh, yep. Yeah. Is that a is that a show? It's on Heat Ten. Is that a show? Yeah, listener, yeah, listener questions. questions. Well, yeah. I mean, Amanda wanted to leave. On. Like we talked about, love is blind. Amanda's like, I'm fucking done. Like I'm fucking done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was done four seasons ago with Love Is Blind. I was, yeah. Me and Leslie watched like five episodes. We were like, this is so cringy. <laughs> I think I could only make it through like the first one. And I was like, this shit is fucking stupid. It's like every other trash garbage. Like, oh, I can find love when I'm making money off of it. Like, no, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, what's funny is like the fake backstories you give to them. It. They're like, I farm octopuses and I make $80 billion a year. That's why I'm on Love is Blank. <laughs> it's like, they're always these dumbass fucking backstories for these actors. It's so bad. Give me ugly people. I want to see like fours, fives, maybe a six. I want to see a chick that looks like a thumb. Fucking just (laughs) land like the hottest dude that's in there. Like I want to see that. That's real fucking love is blind. But what's what sucks is like the Gen Z dating shows are just as bad. Like the button. It's almost like like dating shows are bad, dude. Like what? How many generations we gotta go through to see that? Like. Yeah. Well, things that are not bad is our listener questions tonight, which uh, I, I really like the first one. So I'm going to say this. Pyronicle on, I really love that you added the date and the time. And so, yeah, Pyronicle uh, says, if money was no object, where would DLG Con be? On the moon. Hey, mm, hold up. On yeah. the moon? Well, our internet connection would suck on the moon. <laughs> so, sure what's the man. difference? Yeah. Maybe at the... W- in Dubai, what's that really tall tower? The top of that. You want to take Amanda to Dubai? They'd fucking crucify her immediately. Yeah. I They're just, like, you live on your own and you read? Burn. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's not very trad wife of you. <laughs> Burn. Burn. I don't think you understand how bad Dubai is, buddy. Well, yeah. we'll give her a jetpack. What are they going to say? Yeah. Then I'm definitely going like, to get shot down. Are you kidding me? As a woman of the instantly, future. Instantly, a cop's going to drive up in a Lambo, pull out a stinger missile, and shoot her out of the goddamn sky. It's great. It's not that bad. Bobby, I have a friend who teaches in Dubai, and she's, she's, she says it's fine. Like, 
Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Make sure you, <laughs> once you get out of the city, let's see how fine it is, real quick, huh? Wait well, as somebody see her as somebody who's that. known multiple people who've gone to Dubai. It's not a fun place. Dubai, right, bye, well, more like right. Okay, Dubai, bye. Yeah. Oh, fuck out of here, Bobby. What Bobby's you watching. Bobby's watching, considering, listening, and being like, "What have I created? What is what is this? <laughs> We're not arguing about the bad parts, Dubai. <laughs> we used to talk about fucking uh, smite, and now we're uh, here launching missiles at jetpack crew members. <laughs> <laughs> they're far too independent. Well, Bobby, where would you take DLGCon? Maybe that's a good sagu, you know? Yeah, there you go. Um. DLGCon. I don't know. Like, if money were not an option, correct. Yeah. That's a great question. I don't know. Actually. Because personally, I was my least favorite DLGCon might have been Vegas. We spent a lot of time outside of the house doing stuff, which I mean is cool, <laughs> but it was also a lot more expensive. And it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't just everyone hanging out playing tabletop board games and stuff, you know? Barbecue I mean, if that's whatever. your argument, we should do it like in. Albert yeah, let's do it in Iowa where Diddy lives. Yeah, and we can just all we'll meet there, and like, it'll be fucking... super cheap, and we'll just all, we'll be forced to stay indoors. That's a plane, plane ticket, a plane ticket costs like a snake. Yeah. yeah. So to me, it really doesn't matter where it's at. I mean, it is kind of nice to go out, you know, once or twice, get some good food, or you know, see something. But um, that's some good book time, it, in Bobby, uh, though, didn't you? In in Vegas. <laughs> in Vegas. Oh yeah. <laughs> some good what? Book time. time. Book time. Book time. Yeah. Book time. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I don't know. It's just um, – it starts to feel like – have you ever been on a vacation where it starts to feel like work because you're just like – you're overscheduled and you're trying to do all this stuff and you're just like, oh, my God, this is no, exhausting? No, because I am – my number one thing about vacations is do not overschedule. Like I do not – yeah, I don't want to turn it into work. It's just like I will say be like we'll be here for Monday – or Saturday to whatever it is, and be like, we'll just play by here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't like to schedule anything. I want to be anywhere on time because that becomes work. Yeah, low low grade work, but still. I'm I'm in the I'm in the middle of YouTube. By the way, I'm like, I don't want to plan every single part of my vacation, but I'm gonna be like, you know, on on Tuesday we're gonna be, you know, at the at. Uh, Conoco. What is it called? The the military base. Quantico. Uh, Quantico. No, that's <laughs> not San Diego. No, that I don't know what you're talking about. But you know what I'm saying is like being at a certain place on a certain day is fine. But when you're like, we're gonna have dinner at four, and then we're gonna have yeah. tapas at six. No. Like that shit becomes well, work. It depends. Like, Maybe one thing a day. If you're going on Maybe a vacation, one big thing a day, or you're going traveling. When you're going traveling, you do need to schedule stuff. When you're going on a vacation, not so much. Like you can't just go traveling and not plan anything because then you'll fucking die. You won't get where you need to be, and especially if you're in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, uh, you we're can go at- about it any way you want, but yeah, I don't know. DLG Con, it could be anywhere. It doesn't matter. Location does not matter. Matter you answer. You probably yeah. You're the one that this. you're the one that handles all this. Yeah. Uh, so. If DLGCon could be anywhere and money wasn't a factor, I'd probably do like Denmark. No, that's a troll. <laughs> so, um, Denmark would be dope. Well, Denmark. have you have you uh, have you guys seen the, the I video? Fuck with Denmark is that what you said? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh yeah. What's the video? 
Uh, I sent Sniper a video of this like troll ass shit where somebody was doing a Miss Universe like mock thing. And uh. the, have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen it with like the demo. France, <laughs> yeah, the France. <laughs> So I wanted to troll the shit out of the podcast to be like Denmark or France. For those who don't know and are missing the joke. Well, there's a video uh, I sent Sniper if he could play it. And oh, you sent it to me yeah, right now? Oh, sorry. I was like. No, it was in Discord. No, I sent it to you in Discord. Oh, okay. I'll get it. But yeah, it, it's it's hilarious. Some guy like replicates um, what the Miss Universe was saying where she's from. So like oh. this girl might be like Costa Rica. <laughs> And then he's like dressed up in a towel and he's just like <laughs> mimicking her. That was pretty good. <coughs> play it. Dead no, play, play, you gotta play the part where the the lady from the pageant actually says it, not the random <laughs> dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, What's anyway. I don't want to play it. Yeah. Sniper's having a goddamn seizure and he right. wants, doesn't want us to be demonetized. I don't want to. <laughs> okay, then don't. All right, then don't. Anyway, the girl just says, like, France, and he just screams France. But in the real, real conversation, if money was not an option and we could have DLG Con anywhere, I'd say Japan. I'd want to go to Japan. I think everybody wants to go to Japan. Well, yeah. Yeah. Come on. Like, yeah, that, that was my answer, too. That's good. But it answer. wasn't, didn't know. you say the moon? No, that I was mean, Emilio's dumb response. Until I realized there's no internet up there. We need it. Oh, and you changed it to Dubai. Oh, uh, I got gotcha. Yeah. See, if you do it, that, I, oof, I don't know. That, that sounds rough because oof, if you, you do something with like a, a location like Japan or Tokyo or something like I'd love to visit or see, it's like all of a sudden I'm, I'm tied to like, 20 or 30 other people <laughs> that I got to hang people. that I got to hang out with like dude if I'm going to Japan I'm going to like go do shit I want to do you know like I'm going to have but my, my you could Japan Vegas vacation. where people went and did things you don't yeah. want to do that well not with so, like 20 other people I'm trying yeah. to figure out like get everybody on board and schedule that and figure out like driving here and there and transportation and all that stuff like not nah, I, I think fact. I think Bobby's number one answer and I'm going to answer it for him is like Colorado in the winter with like a log cabin <laughs> where you can't fucking leave unless you no, want to no, die. We've, we've talked about the rural thing and that's tough too because that's super far away from an airport and then you got to figure out how to get people to and from there and they're all arriving on um, flights at different times. Why are you stressing like, about this? Are you planning next year's DLG con? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, these are the issues. <laughs> Man, that like, am I fired? <laughs> these are the issues that we've ran into. These are the logistical problems that, um, but if money was an option, then I guess, you know, you could just pay for everybody's flights and Ubers and it, and it wouldn't matter. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the whole point, right? Is like, if all the hassle of going to somewhere cool was gone, would you do it? Um, so. Yeah. Like, where would you mm-hmm. go? Um, but, but uh, speaking of that, uh, we do have the poll results in for the next DLG con. So they are in. It is going to be happening in sometime in October. We'll take a vote on the dates, weekends that work best for everybody else. Uh, we could even extend it to the like first or second weekend of November. Uh, we had a lot of people that voted for that. But it is happening in San Diego. Not Dubai, not the moon, not Japan, but San Diego. We're bringing it back to where we started it. So... Uh, get excited because, yeah, there's going to be more information and stuff to follow. I'm going to try and find a, like, cheap, mid, and then baller fucking place. And then we can vote on that and see where we go next. I'm just going to Emilio's house. 
Yeah, we'll just party at Amelia's house, and then the carryover will hang out at Bobby's. There you go, Bobby. You never have to leave because everybody's coming to your place. <laughs> I call underneath Bobby's shoe rack. That's a pretty big rack, probably. He's got a lot of shoes. Exactly. Uh, Christian, since we're doing plugs, did you have a plug for today? I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> if you like this, you know it was it was flights to Dubai before Nick shit on my, it. My plug is. Uh, every time someone leaves us a review on Spotify, which is a new feature, uh, I'll text Leslie to move the microphone away from Nick's mouth when it gets real close. Oh. So mm. I get too excited. I touch I, my mic when you, I get excited. You get like, like all uppity and yeah, you put it close to your face. I love it. But I'm like, listen here, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. So leave us a review on Spotify. Follow us on Spotify and uh, see you there. Nice. Thank you for doing that, dude. I'm sure that'll get us one review. Perfect. All right, let's move on. <laughs> it's going to be from Leslie. <laughs> it's beautiful. Bobby, do some hosting. Okay, next question from Time Killer B. What is your favorite weapon in any game? Mine would have would have to be the shotgun in the first fear. Really hoping for some kind of remake or reboot of this game. Me too, first of all. I would love to see that game rebooted. I, I really like the first fear game. I, I have to say, like, I, I won't say like specifically, but for almost all games, the carbine, whatever that means in real life, I don't know what that means, but like the carbine is almost always my favorite gun because it does high damage. It's single shot. You can't go crazy with it. You have to be somewhat skilled. And, but then if somebody runs up on you, you can just like click it a bunch of times and not, not iron sights in. Um, for some reason across almost all games, I love the carbine. But uh, anybody else? Um, uh, I will say the Carbonite gun from, I think it was Mysteries of the Sith. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think it was. So this was an expansion to Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight. And they had this gun called the Carbonite gun where you could run around and freeze people. And it just got so ridiculous in PvP. And I think it was the first time that I ever played a freeze gun. You know, just like May and Overwatch. But... Um, so was it like freeze them and then cut and them then down you, with your lightsaber? Yeah, and then melee them and they would just explode. But yeah, it, it was a ridiculous game. Um, kind of like the carbine gun you're talking about. I use the M1 Grand a lot, or Garand, I think it is, in um, Day of Defeat. And I thought that gun was always so weird because it did 90 damage. You had 100 health. So it would do 90 damage and never kill somebody in one shot unless it was a headshot. But it would get them right to that point where they had no health left. But uh, time to kill in that game was pretty low anyway. But yeah, and then I don't know, any game from Painkiller. Painkiller had like all these weird, wacky guns that were just ridiculous, but a lot of fun. My answer is... Uh, is the Hooks of Hades from God of War 3. Um, A, they were really pretty. They were purple, and they like looked like these two like two pairs of hooks um, that like would go out in chains. The reason I like them so much, and I still like them, is that uh, it was all about AoE attacks and pulling people towards you, which is like the way I like, I like playing the games. There's a lot of AoE and stuff like that. That's why I use the, the gun in... Um, in Hades. Um, but it was always so nice, even back then during like the PS3 days, to see like all these purple blades and like the trails that the, the blades would leave when they hit the ground and stuff like that. Just, you know, tearing people apart with those. Those are really strong. 
Nick, uh, God of War 3 was released on, like, PlayStation 3? Was it, like... Uh, I think it was PS3. Let me check. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, yeah, PS3. I feel like it was... In, if the way I remember it was, like, check this out. You know, it was, like, you know, one of their big pixel pushers at the time. Yeah, it's it's a it's a greatest hits. It's a red it's a red label one. So yeah, it did come out during PlayStation 3. And yeah. I believe God of War 1 and 2 came out on PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. Um that's why they had like face animations and things like that. Mm-hmm. But what about you? What about uh you Amanda? Uh I I don't know if this is going to be controversial, I guess, but uh I always really loved the needler gun in Halo. Oh dude, that's just slap, bro. <laughs> yeah, that shit was always awesome. I loved just like shooting and I loved the delay because it would allow me to ambush people. Like I'd shoot at them with the needler and then I'd try and ambush them on the side and it just like wham bam thank you man all at once cuz there's mm. such a delay in the damage for the needler. I love it. Were those it. bullets heat seeking? Like yeah, okay. they do track. Yeah. I use that so all the time because I was such a bad shot. <laughs> yeah, I like that one too. That's what she's talking about. Like you shoot a bunch in the wrong direction and then you jump over a hill and yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking it fake out. Yeah. Once. yeah. Also, hitting somebody with that thing always seems so fun too because mm-hmm. you're just like, whack, here's a bunch of needles, fucker. <laughs> it was great. Stuck I'm him. surprised this guy chose the shotgun from Fear because everybody always liked the the nail gun. I, I'm sure it's been done before that game, but that was the first time I really noticed it or, or noticed that nail gun where you could like crucify people. <laughs> I, I feel like, unfortunately, I feel like shotguns are always going to be... <sighs> a weird spot. I, there's been games that I really like them. Like there's some battlefields where I really like some shotguns, but it's like if you're in shotgun range, usually a couple more steps and you're in knife or back step range, and that's an insta kill a lot the, of the time. The reason why that's like that is because of Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, they they if you play a game where they treat shotguns realistically, like as bad as it sounds, Tarkov. Um, when you get hit in the legs with like buck 12 gauge, <laughs> you're, you're going to die. So, um, it, yeah. it, that it's, it's definitely a huge difference to play in a game where like it's, it's dumb. Like in call of duty where you get a 50 cal and you shoot somebody in the chest and they still live. Right. Um, but in, in Tarkov, they treat the game, they, they treat the guns a little bit more realistic and shotguns are definitely one of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Right, well, but, uh, next, next question from next. Hingle McCringleberry. This week's theme is mustaches. Looking for a little research here. Which game character has the best mustache? My vote is the Fable Trader. Um, Mine is. Go ahead. You got it. You got it. You got it. Well, uh, in, I think Borderlands 3, um, you know, it really fell uh flat as far as the comedy compared to like Borderlands 2 but there was like some really good stuff in it I, and me playing as I was playing as a robot that became sentient and so I ran into this character that had this like a normal mustache and my character said um like the automatic thing was um, is your facial plumage for scaring away predators or attracting a mate or something like that? And I like, I, I thought it was the funniest line in the whole game. And, uh, yeah, I, it was just like a regular mustache. But anyway, I remember that one. Wow. Wow. Bobby, you have an answer? 
Or mint. Um, I mean, there's lots of mustaches. There's some good ones in Deep Rock Galactic. Um, oh, yeah. The one I always like is the Hogan. But uh, it's like a Hulk Hogan mustache. That uh, wispy, almost like Fu Manchu. But I think the most important one would have to be Mario, just from the old Super Mario games. Mm. Because if you look at that closely, Mario doesn't have a mouth. It's not animated on him. The only way that you can tell where his mouth is is because of the mustache. So it's a very important mustache. Damn. Are you going to watch the Mario movie? Oh, yeah. Of course. I'd actually love to see that down in TJ. So I can get because I've never been to a theater in um, in Mexico or Tijuana, and I've always wanted to have that experience because I, I hear, um, I mean they're good. Uh, yeah, there's the, there's the Hulk Hogan mustache from Deep Rock, but <laughs> but I've heard that TJ theaters are, are good in their own way. Like I don't always like watching movies like in that kind of like uh, environment where people are eating and there's lots of distractions. But I, I would like to do that, and I don't know the Mario movie seems like a good one, and they Bro. do show them in English, right? Do you want to have a, yeah, they have English with uh, Spanish subtitles, but um, let's make a date, bro. Like, yeah, dude, let's, do, let's it. do it. Let me know when you want to go down there. I'll meet you guys there. I don't want to even work. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't even work. You're like, you know what? You know what? We're rescheduling, bro. We're not even going to do when is, when That's coming out soon, isn't it? I think I it's like so. this coming week, isn't it? It's got to yeah. be. I don't, I don't know. If we only Mario had movies. somebody on the internet. That yeah. Could I think it might already facts. be out. April 5th. Nice. Okay. Faster than the twinkle um, fingies over there. Bobby, it's great <laughs> that you picked Mario. I almost picked Mario because I assumed you would pick something from Deep Rock Galactic because their mustaches are definitely epic. But for me, I think the best mustache, kind of the antithesis of Mario's Waluigi. I love his mustache. He's got a thin little like one and he's like, meh. Man. He also <laughs> bends in random directions. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's a troll stash and I didn't, I'm so here for it. Yeah, he's got the pencil mustache. Like the he's got the typical like top hat villain mustache. Exactly. Yeah. I love uh, that. What's funny is like um what what what's the um high end uh theaters called? They're called um Xenopolis, something Napolis. Well, um, Sinopolis is just one of the high-end theaters that are out here in San Diego. It was, yeah, it was, it was a, so that was uh, invented in TJ and then jumped the Ford border and came over here. Well, and I mean, then, they've got them elsewhere too, like Alamo Draft House, which is not quite as fancy, but it's more a little, I don't know, a little hipster, I guess, but kind of the same thing. Yeah, but it's nice though. I, I yeah. like to go to the theaters. I don't want to lose those. I hope. Um, I'm putting my money in AMC. You want to you want to know something really nice, and um, is when you go watch the D and D movie because I know all of you will. Uh, in the beginning of the movie, there's a little thank you that they all put out for actually watching it in theaters. That's cool, man. And nice. You know what? Not just that, but like, um, I think Amazon was talking about picking up AMC uh, in general, which you know, I don't know anything. Keep it alive. Gotta keep these um, things alive. Apple has said that they're going to be showing their movies in theaters now. Hmm. That's cool. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, by the way, my answer for this is Hey Hachi from Taken. Tekken. Uh, fucking sick ass mustache and reminds me of my uncle. So nice. Hey Hachi. How do, can we get spelling on that so a sniper can look it up? I think it's H E I H A C H I. Okay. Yeah. 
H E I H A C H I. Well, the mustache is not really what draws the eye in this <laughs> yeah, the picture. Hair. The hair is big. Yeah, I like it. Oh, it looks like Dr. Wiley, dude. What's dude, up with dude that? Hey, that reminds me of shit. Dr. Eggman. Dr. Eggman's mustache is pretty spectacular. Legit. And his hair is kind of like this, too. Is it? Or am I just making yeah. that up? I think it is. Yeah, he has like yeah, a center a part one. kind of bald area, and then he's got mm-hmm. like, wow, that pokey hair. I mean, you bring it up, man. You got the images? Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Dude, his, he's all he's, he's just completely bald. Is he completely bald? God damn. Yeah, he's bald. <laughs> oh, wait. I love him. <laughs> I love him a lot. <laughs> that's such a good one. That's Sniper's new Discord <laughs> image right yeah, there. That one right there. Oh, my God. That's perfect. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's right. wonderful. Last question from Ingle McCringleberry. If you had a mustache or have one currently, um, what type of food would you like to get stuck in there forever? Mm. Sour Skittles. Let's go. If I can just have a tree up there and I just, you know, my wandering tongue just, you know. Oh, God. Don't. <laughs> That's disgusting. Don't ever say wandering <laughs> tongue again. That belongs in like a smut novel, dude, that some lady wrote. His wandering tongue found her bosom in the night of the 14th of May. Oh, that's really specific. That's, that's awesome, I, uh, I read that one too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Sour Skittles. <laughs> Mine would be the sour Altoids that were discontinued after three years. Oh, man. I didn't know that existed. Those were bomb diggity dank money. Like, they were so good. Did they actually freshen your breath? No. There was no attempt. I mean, it would annihilate your breath with sourness, but it was pretty much candy. (laughs) I love sour candy. It's like the only type of candy I do like. So, yeah, I, I could back either of those. As somebody who has a mustache and a mustache that has flavor, I'll just keep my own flavor, man. I dig it. Like, every day is joy. <laughs> There's nothing As better than someone... my old fucking skin. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best food. Piggybacking off of that, yeah. I think with my mustache, my favorite thing to get stuck in my mustache is um, pussy. No, I'm just kidding. It's garlic. Woo! Pussy. <laughs> All right. Okay. And now we're going to get banned from Twitch. No. <laughs> All right. That was the last question. What's everybody playing next week? More Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nick, what, really quick. What, what happened to the God of War 2? Like, did you finish it? 100% it? Or you just I still not- need to finish it. What happened was uh, me, like, you know, getting ready to move and everything and a bunch of other stuff kind of came up and kind of stopped me from playing it. You just haven't gone back. Yeah. I need, we, I need to go back. It's one of those games that when you forget the buttons, you're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're late in the game. So uh, for me, it's going to be dying light too. For sure. Nice. I'm trying to get to level I two guys. I swear maybe nine more <laughs> hours. <laughs> I swear something's broken. It sounds like something's broken. No, it probably is that I spend too much time like crouching and like crawling around a building. <laughs> Don't trying listen to, to these just guys. Kill you play the game zombies. how you want, Dace. I think it's wonderful. You, oh, you damn straight. I will definitely be doing that. But I do a lot of zip zoop diving and hopping around up on the on the uh, you know top floor and not actually fighting any of the zombies because I get scared. <laughs> We're wrong, and the developers are wrong. Apparently. Mm-hmm. What about you, Bobby? What are you playing this week? Um, so I played a lot more than I talked about this week, including League of Legends and uh, some other stuff too, more Monster Train. But I, I'll, I'll probably continue to play that. But I also downloaded 
an installed tainted grail. So probably going to check that out this week. And you were talking that you actually did play uh, Returnal, Bobby. No, no, I didn't. I was just comparing it to another game. Oh, but... uh, the only reason I want to bring that up is like the keyboard controls might be better than the. Uh, it's crazy to say, but like the keyboard controls are so fucking good and dialed in. Uh, really, it definitely, it gets That's its own nice commendation as well. Yeah, because it was originally yeah. a it's a port, right? Yeah, it's a port, dude. And I and hear like, everyone's all upset about the Last of Us port, PC port. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I feel like there's you never know what it's you're going to get with the PC port, but I'm glad to hear that Returnal is good. Um, you know, also the DreamHack is going to be next weekend, so I'll be talking about that as well. I'm going Let's Friday and it. Saturday. Bobby, we got to uh, talk about yeah how we're going to do that. Show up at the same time, or if you want to avoid me completely, <laughs> are you coming Saturday? Too. Yeah, Saturday. Okay. Yeah, just let me know when, man. I got the whole day blocked out for it. So Awesome. Anytime is good. Sounds good. What time is this? Well, whatever. We'll figure that out stuff later. Um, I will be playing. I'm digging across the obelisk, but honestly, guys, my love right now is Returnal. There's like nothing better. It's fantastic. Um, like had had my time been open like it was a couple months ago, I probably would have been done with it by now. But like, I get like five hours of gameplay a week right now, so um, games are going to last a lot longer than they usually do. Um, Samantha is doing a tiny violin move on me because I only get five hours. Meanwhile, she she's on Instagram um, forty seven hours a week. Oh shit, we're gonna witness uh, a fight, dude. Yeah, you better stop. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Uh, but I want to do my uh, rundown. Okay. So, this week we had Deceive Inc., Dredge, Vertical, Vertigo 2, uh, Total War Medieval 3, Filthy Animals, High Simulator, Small, Smalland, Smalland, Small Land. Uh, survive the wilds, uh, sea of thieves across the obelisk, um, resident evil Four remake point of Mew, Hades dying like two, one D and D and love is blind. Uh, yeah, you, you usually split those up with highlights and lowlights, but it's all right, man. Emilio, have you ever tried Adderall? No, <laughs> you should try it. I think you're dyslexic, buddy. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely dyslexic. We should get you some Adderall. Or Ritalin. One of the two. Wow. I'll take them both. Good old-fashioned crack cocaine. I think he just <laughs> needs some love. Aww. We give him love all the time. He needs more. <laughs> He's a big boy, okay? All right. He's got a long back. I'm going to play us out <laughs> with some uh, special music that will actually work this time, so... Well, wait, we got to send it off with the... Oh, titties. Yeah. Oh. Can't um, forget the titties. Proper music titties. Okay. Bobby's like garbage. <laughs> I fucking ate it. I can hear my cursor be small, dude. <laughs> I can't even see it right now. Biggest cup ever. It's so big. It's 
just a wide base. 